Todd Gurley, in the last three years, he has gone from being the number one running back in both formats in 2017 to number one in non-PPR, number three in PPR in 2018, to number 12 in non-PPR, number 14 in PPR in 2019, to released in 2020. The Rams releasing Todd Gurley today. It is Thursday, March 19th. We're doing a bonus pod here. I'm Adam Azer with Ben Gretsch and Heath Cummings. Heath, what's your immediate reaction to Todd Gurley being released? Everyone's going to draft Daryl Henderson too high. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't that, that was the first thing that came to my mind when I first started hearing people like tweet about it is Daryl Henderson season. And I hope that it is. There were some exciting things that he showed us in college. It's also true that last year he was like firmly behind Malcolm Brown and there's still time for the Rams to add someone else. So it's going to be interesting in Los Angeles. Ben, what is your immediate reaction to Todd Gurley being released? It's kind of wild. Uh, I, my immediate reaction was like, I can't believe they couldn't find a trade partner. It would have been a lot more advantageous for them on the cap. Um, I, you know, I assume that they were looking to, to add a pick and kind of do a salary dump. Um, you know, David Johnson trade isn't a great example because Hopkins went back the other way, but the Brock Osweiler won a few years ago where they sent Osweiler and a second for a late round pick to the Browns just to get rid of his contract. Um, the Texans did that. That was what I was kind of expecting, maybe Gurley in a third for a fifth or something. Um, but we didn't, I mean, we didn't see that, right? They had to cut him. And so that, that tells you that the around the league, there's not a lot of optimism about Gurley and there wasn't a lot of optimism for the Rams. Obviously they didn't want to eat another 10 million and they didn't want to restructure him, which was, would have been another option. Uh, presumably they would have had to kick in more money. So they didn't want to go any further into this deal than they had to, and they're going to take a bunch of dead money because of it. But it tells you, not just for the Rams, but for everybody, not a lot of optimism in Todd, Todd Gurley's future. So we'll get into Gurley, I guess, a little bit and where we'd like to see him go. But let's talk about the Rams. I mean, is there a fantasy impact here? Let's start with the passing game. Then we could talk about Daryl Henderson, who was, by the way, the third running back drafted last year behind Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. He was the 70th overall pick, I think six or seven picks into the third round, and the Rams drafted Daryl Henderson. They also used Malcolm Brown last year. But in terms of the passing game, what do you think? Does this affect them at all, Heath? I The thing that I, and I'm just writing up the projections, the thing that I struggled with with the Rams was Tyler Higby's late season breakout and like kind of the weird way that it happened. And the Rams had been very heavy on throwing to their backs early in Sean McVay's tenure and then kind of abandoned it last year. And a lot of those targets went to Higby and then some of the Brandon Cooks targets went to Higby as well. And so I do think that there is a possibility that this is a signal that some of what we saw from Higby in the second half could be more sustainable than I previously thought. I obviously don't think he's going to be the best tight end in the history of the universe, but I feel more confident in him as a top t- top 10 option than I did before this. What do you think, Ben? Any big impact here? Because I, obviously we want to do these bonus pods and react to things that are fantasy relevant. I don't I don't know what really is fantasy relevant here, and that's fine. It's It's fine to say, hey, it's not a huge change in anyone's value in particular. I'd also point out that Gurley, I think you could see the slippage, not necessarily in his yards per carry, 
but in his yards per catch. Maybe they stopped throwing him because he was terrible uh, in the passing game. I mean, this guy, 6.7 yards per catch. That is that is ugly, um, especially for him because uh, he was at 12.3 and 9.8 the two previous seasons. But do you think there's something big and fantasy relevant here with the Rams when it comes to releasing Gurley? I don't think that, that I will change my um, expectations for their passing game too much, although I agree with Heath. It's going to be tough to, to figure out what they're going to do. They were very 11 personnel heavy in 2018. Um, you know, There's been all that talk that they kind of got figured out in the Super Bowl that year and then came back this past year, and it didn't work as well. They started incorporating the tight end late with Tyler Higby. I, I don't really know what we'll see with the passing game, but I don't think this move changes that a bunch. I, I want to go back to Daryl Henderson, though. This guy was a really good prospect out of Memphis. Uh, really um, strong dominator rating in, in terms of like how, how productive he was in their backfield, caught a lot of balls, really a, efficient runner, really high yards per carry, um, and, and tested well. Great, you know, good, pretty good 40 yard dash time for his size. He's a, he's a 5'8 back, but he's 208. He's a smaller, thicker back. This is a guy that I think could be very, very good. Now, he's right. They didn't use him a lot last year, but they also traded up to get him. There's a reason fantasy drafters were excited about him. They talked about how much they liked him. I don't know why they didn't use him a lot last year, but I, you know, there's there's things that have to go right. They, they can't bring in another back, but I don't know that they will because Todd Gurley's dead money is going to be so much. They're already, they're already investing a lot at running back. So... Will they go get another back, or will they go with Henderson and Brown? And if they go with Henderson and Brown, I, I really like Henderson. Yeah, I, I want to clarify. When I said I thought people were going to overdraft Henderson, it's that I like right now my very first glance at his projections has him around 215 touches, around a thousand yards, and seven or eight touchdowns, which is right around the number 30 running back. Like I, I don't think I think I'd rather have Henderson than Brown for sure. And it like it's a possibility that he was just like a rookie quarterback and really wasn't ready for the NFL. But after an offseason, he's he's roaring and ready to go. The one other thing I will say is Rams running backs combined over the past three years have averaged twenty one point three touchdowns. Yep. So like either their offense is going to score a lot less or a running back is going to score a lot of touchdowns. Or they're going to throw more in the red zone, which could be another big touchdown season for Jared Goff. We've seen it before. Jared Goff was third in the NFL in passing yards last year. The two guys ahead of him, Jameis Winston, 5,100 yards, 33 touchdowns, passes. Dak Prescott, 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns. Jared Goff, 4,638, so 4,638 yards, only 22 touchdowns. Are the Rams getting away from being a run-heavy team? Are they going to be more of a pass-oriented team? Are they going to make a commitment, I guess, to the passing game? And is there touchdown regression for Jared Goff? I actually think he led, yeah, he led the NFL in pass attempts last year. He was tied with Jameis Winston. So there is, what do you think? Yes, 100% there is touchdown regression coming for Jared Goff. That's one... Like other than Ryan Tannehill not being as good as he was last year, that's probably the regression I feel most confident at, at quarterback. He had a touchdown rate, 2017, 5.9%, 2018, 5.7%, last year, 3.5%. I would say, I think I'm projecting it right around four and a half, which is pretty close to league average, maybe four, six, four, seven. That if they throw 600 passes again, 
that's going to mean close to 30 touchdown passes. I think I have him projected for 27 right now. He's a borderline number one quarterback. I know that they brought back Blythe. I know they brought back Whitworth on their offensive line. They need offensive line help, I would think. And they their first pick as of now, unless the Rams can make a trade with Brandon Cooks or something, their first pick is 52nd overall. So I think I asked you this a couple weeks ago or something. I'm going to ask you again. Ben, how confident are you in the Rams' offense, which has gone in the last three years from first, second, 11th in scoring? 11th isn't bad, but we know it was a struggle. Uh, But the premier offense in the NFL, basically, it's no longer that. How confident are you in the Rams' offense? I'm pretty confident. Uh, I'm looking, and I think there's going to be a lot of recency bias, but I'm looking at 2017 and 2018 and what Sean McVay did so well um, and I, I, like I said, I, I think they kind of had to adjust on the fly last year because so many te- defenses, it seemed, had had studied the the game plan from the Super Bowl the year before. They had a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, what have you. I think last year's kind of the floor. And I know people are going to think that's crazy because Todd Gurley is such a great talent. But, you know, what Todd Gurley did last year wasn't very great. And I, I think whatever they get out of their backs this year can at least match that. Um, I don't know that they can be as good as Todd Gurley was in his prime in his you know 2017 2018 heyday. But Heath makes a great point when their offense was humming in 2017 and 2018. Todd Gurley scored three more total touchdowns than any other player in the league both years. He like they their running backs and mostly Gurley got in the end zone a ton. So this if if this offense does improve at all, if they get better along the line, which you talked about, they had a big drop off last year in line play and are able to get back even, you know, you said first and second in, in points and then down to 11th, if they're about to get or able to get back to around fifth or sixth in scoring, I mean, this is even, even 11th isn't bad, obviously. I mean, this is a great spot for some running back to be very productive. And, and I like Henderson ceiling the most out of him and Brown, but yeah, I think I'll be targeting both. Heath, you share that optimism? I am optimistic. Like I trust Sean McVay for the most part still offensively. So I don't feel very confident in how they're going to have a lot of success, but I do feel confident that they are going to have success. I don't know if you guys have any numbers to support this, but from what I've seen, heard, read, understand, Jared Goff is basically a pro bowler when he has time and he's Nick Foles when he does it. Like he's, or even worse than that, he is so affected by the offensive line. And I guess what just scares me is like their left tackle is getting worse and older and they just re-signed him. And he's older than Sean McVay. And they don't have any draft capital. So I, I just, I, like, I need to see them upgrade their offensive line. And I don't know how they can do that at this point. They have mortgaged their future to bring in Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Ramsey. And he is not good when the offensive line is not good. And he is awesome when the offensive line holds up so that's really going to be the key for him I mean you could say that's the key for every team but I just think for Jared Goff it might be more so for him than almost any other fantasy relevant quarterback in football but yeah and I think that's why they went to more tight ends late last year right so 11 personnel you're relying a lot on your your five on offensive linemen you you know make tight ends more of a focal point and you can mix things up I mean, I know this seems counterintuitive because Higby was doing so much in the passing game, so it's not like he was staying in to block a lot, but it can help you with protections for sure. It can help you disguise things. Um, and I, I think that was part of the reason they did that, and it, it did help their passing game a little bit down the stretch. 
Yeah. It, it'll be interesting strong. to see what McVay does from here, from a scheme perspective. Goff really did finish strong. A lot of it was two games against the Cardinals, but he he, I, he was the top five or six quarterback in the last five weeks of the year, which coincided with that Higby stretch. So for Gurley, Heath, where would you like to see Todd Gurley end up? Is there any place that would get you excited to draft him? I would be excited to draft him if he went to Tampa Bay. I would be excited to draft him if he went to Atlanta. Um, that might be it. Those are, those are the two places I can think of that, like, I'm not going to draft him like we did five or five, three, two or three years ago, but I'd be excited to draft him as a number two running back in either of those spots. And Ben, what, I don't know what's the, what we're going to see from Gurley this year, but it's hard to be that optimistic given the fact that he just got cut and nobody wanted to acquire him in trade. This just says something about running backs. Maybe Le'Veon Bell does too. But for dynasty owners out there, I mean, what lesson are we learning about? Todd Gurley was the best player in fantasy by leaps and bounds. And two years ago. Two years ago. And then even even 2008, just 2017, obviously. 2018, before he got hurt, man, he was better than I think he was better than he was in 2017. If not, he was very similar. I mean, just again, he was like Ladanian Tomlinson. It has gone so south so quickly for him. What lessons are we learning from this? I mean, I think you just said them. I, I think, you know, it's not just him. It's Le'Veon Bell. It's David Johnson. Um, and yeah. so what what does that mean for Christian McCaffrey? What does that mean for Saquon Barkley? What does that mean for Alvin Kamara? Um, you know, Barkley and Kamara, both of them had high ankle sprains this year, and we saw their play fall off. They didn't recover well. I, I think they're, they're all three of those guys are younger. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is the one that I think I'm most concerned about when we sit here and talk about it. And people don't want to, um, you know, think about what it could, what, what long term could mean for Ezekiel Elliott. Well, he's, you know, led the league in rushing years, th- I think three or four years in a row, or at least rushing yards per game or. Um, I know he did the first three years Probably of his per career because he had the suspension. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's been, but he's also taken just a ton of hits. He's had a ton of, of rush attempts. He's the guy that for me, I'm looking at and going, I don't want to invest in him anymore. I I'm concerned about his health. He has never had major injuries. And we thought, you know, Todd Gurley and, and Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson were unbreakable just a couple of years ago. And all, all that sounds really crazy right now. And, that's he's the guy that I'm worried most worried about. It, it makes me worried about Derrick Henry and the 400 touches he had. If you include the playoffs last year, um, McCaffrey and Barkley, I'm a little and, and Kamara, I'm a little less concerned about, especially McCaffrey and Kamara because of how many of their touches are in the passing game. They're they're kind of different, newer age backs, so it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, these are like it's hard to think back to two or three years ago what we thought about Todd Gurley and where we're at now and how quick that decline was but you have to consider that right you have to consider that Heath final thought who's the next Todd Gurley the next great running back to fall off the map yeah why would you do that I don't want to predict anybody (laughs) like that's such a terrible you want me to do it uh that's much more of an azer thing to do Melvin Gordon no he's already there I don't yeah, know about too, that. Too late. Is it, too late. Okay. Like he's all, it, there was a report out today that he's he's not received an offer anywhere close to what he was offered last year. Well, I, nobody's going to pay running back. I mean, you're crazy to pay running backs. 
Uh, fine. So who who's the Derek Henry? I think it's Zeke. Yeah, or Henry. Yeah, Henry would Henry would be a a good choice if there was a good choice. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, I think. All right, we're, that's it for our bonus pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you either on Monday or when something crazy happens on Friday. See ya.